Out of Devastation, a weekly Magic the Gathering podcast where we talk all things Magic the Gathering. I'm your host, Joe Loudon, and with me as always is Sam Neal. Hiya. Yeah. How are you doing this week, Sam? Uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I've had a, I've, I mean, this week's not been too bad, but I've had a pretty crap day, so, oh, no. you know. Uh, yeah, fine. I've not played a lot of Magic. Yeah. Still just playing RuneScape. Sweet. Seriously, if anyone wants to like just talk to me about it, just I have no one to talk to about it because you know it's everyone. It's not a very good up. game. I mean, yeah, no, you're not wrong. I've been playing like all or like any time I have that like, I'm not like at work or doing like housework and stuff. I'm just playing it. Yeah. Um, it's really bad, but um, <laughs> <laughs> which I imagine is why no one wants to play it. But if you, if you do, just please please talk to me about it because <laughs> no one else no one else understands. Um, yeah, I've had a pretty bad day. I. Uh, Split my trousers at work. Oh no! So that was good. So I had to go to Tesco while still at work and buy these horrible jogging bottoms that I'm currently wearing. Sounds like a whole lot of fun. Yeah, get changed in a cubicle in Tesco. <laughs> <laughs> so that was really fun. And then my manager uh, asked me why I was late back. I was like, I really don't want to talk about it. <laughs> um, but it wasn't like a small rip. It was like you know, I could have fit both of my legs through the hole. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, and it, you know it's been really cold here. Gonna get back on my weather updates. Yeah, it's suddenly very cold. I got snowed on earlier. Oh wow, jealous. Yeah, it actually, snow- I mean not a lot, but like, yeah. you know, enough. Um, I left my fleece at home, <laughs> so I was just walking around in my shirt. I was really cold, and then it rained a lot. So it's not been a good day. <laughs> yeah, I'd say it sounds uh, <laughs> doesn't sound like it's been the best. That's been pretty miserable, but. Um, yeah, how's how's your week been? Yeah, my week's been alright. Um, again, haven't really played much magic myself this week. I've been playing a lot of arena, mm-hmm. uh, but outside of that, I haven't really haven't done a lot to be honest. Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I've just played commander almost exclusively. Yeah. Um, I just ugh. magic's magic's crap in it. Why would anyone play magic? <laughs> magic's great. It's it's a great game. It's great fun. I, uh, I I don't know. I don't really know why I haven't played much this week. I guess I, I had some other commitments on the weekend. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I've just, just had one of those busy weeks where I've just had loads to do and haven't really had haven't really had much time to do anything magic-wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I have not had that problem. <laughs> <laughs> I've definitely had enough time. I just uh, I just don't want to. But yeah, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll like... We better start playing magic at some point. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's it's definitely definitely going to be happening soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, I have been playing a lot of arena. I think I have done it pretty much just done a complete one eighty on it now. Like mm-hmm. now that it is more of an actual game, and there are a lot more people playing it, and there are a lot more decks and color dashes rotated, and you know you can you can sort of draft. I, it, it's just a lot better than it was. Yeah, definitely. Um, I've been enjoying it a lot more. I mean, this was bound to happen, wasn't it? Like, we, yeah. we were so so down on it that it was <laughs> obvious that we were going to like pick it back up and enjoy it. But um, it, has, it has really improved, and considering it's still only uh, only in the beta, it could only be up from here. Yeah, definitely. I, I am genuinely looking forward to what they're they're going to do with it. Um, I know we've got a pretty big announcement apparently coming up. Um, and the 6th of December uh, which is being announced at a, at a Game Awards so they've said that it's going to be 
a big announcement on the the future of competitive gaming uh, for Magic the Gathering. Which mm-hmm. the fact that it's being announced at the Game Awards kind of like makes you think, oh, maybe it's Arena they're talking about. Yeah, I would have. It's what, it's, it's what it made. It's what they've made it sound like. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I I would assume it's some kind of like actual Arena events. Yeah. Once the actual once the game actually like officially launches, it isn't just in beta that they'll be doing some like. It's only reasonable to compare it to Hearthstone, right? Yeah. Sure. That that kind of that kind of tournament structure, which is interesting, um, to see how they manage to sort of do competitive events on yeah. Arena. Um, I really don't want it to just be. I don't want us to get to a point where the paper game just sort of dies out. Yeah, because that, that's one we're sort of worried it's going to head. Like I still, I really like Arena. Yeah, but the paper game is much, much better. I don't want to watch like Arena tournaments. I want to watch paper tournaments. Yeah, I agree there myself definitely. Um, I, I, I don't know. Like, I almost do. Like suspect in a way that the end game, essentially is is them, you know, whether it be five years, ten years, twenty years down the line, discontinuing the paper product and just having a solely digital product, because mm-hmm. it's you know it's it's profitable, it's accessible, it's popular. Mm-hmm. It like it would make total sense to do that, but I I feel like the game would lose a lot if if there were no no you know, physical cards. Oh, I probably wouldn't play it if it was entirely online. Honestly, like, I know it's a bold statement to make, but if if my only access to the game was just um, through Arena, I probably wouldn't bother. Yeah, if it was if it was only through Arena, uh, I I wouldn't. I mean, at least Arena in its current state. But like, you know, Magic Online is still a thing. Mm-hmm. I, like, I, I mean, this is this is me personally. Like, I just. The only reason I've stuck with Magic is because it's a paper game, yeah. honestly. The fact that I can physically go to places and physically play with pieces of cardboard. Uh, like I said, like I've said multiple times, like I don't like video games particularly. Like I've never really gotten into them. Yeah. Uh, RuneScape aside. Um, <laughs> that's mainly just like nostalgia for being 10 years old. Sure. Um, but I mean, Arena, like I haven't properly touched Arena in like a good few weeks. Yeah. Um, I only play Magic Online when the cube's on. Yeah. Uh, almost exclusively. And I just, I don't, sort of like sitting on my computer and playing games i much like i much prefer sort of getting out and playing and it so if, if that if face-to-face that, interaction with people yeah and i hate people so i don't know why <laughs> i don't know why i choose that over anything else but um yeah i just don't i don't want that to be true because i don't want to just sit in my computer uh, my computer playing games because there's so many other games i guess i could play yeah one of the draws of magic is the fact that i can go out and play it and collect cards and get certain versions and you know like i like my my current modern deck not that I play modern, but it's, it's like almost entirely in Japanese now, yeah. which is like something I've been working on for quite some time, and I, I like that. I just I collect cards because I like them. I have foils, um, I like altars and stuff like that, and I just don't. I mean, you lose a lot of the a lot of the 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 magic of magic if if you put it exclusively online. Oh yeah, yeah agreed, definitely. Like there are some cards that I own on Magic Online that I'm probably never going to own in paper. Yet I don't really feel like I own those cards. No, you don't. They're just pixels that appear on your screen. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I don't really understand. I, I again don't understand the point in sort of maintaining an online collection. Yeah. Um, because you don't own anything. Yeah. It's why it's, it's, I guess true. that's sort of why I've why I, I've always preferred it over over video games because with video games you don't really own anything if you know what I mean. 
Yeah, or at least, at least nowadays you don't, yeah, for sure. Yeah, because obviously you can buy physical discs and stuff, but, you know, in terms of the actual games that you play, you can just do everything from your computer and you don't own anything. Yeah. And, you know, one bad thing has to happen. Um, your computer goes down or something, or, you know, they just stop, if they just stop supporting the game. Yeah. Um, you just don't have anything. Which with... certainly happens, like, that. countless games have just been discontinued through a time. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I just don't, I don't, I don't want that to happen. I mean, this is, this is like long down the road, right? Yeah, this is sure. oh, yeah, going to happen yeah. soon, but it's 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 a worry that's constantly in the back of my head, I suppose. Yeah, about just losing the paper game, but we'll see. We'll see what this announcement is and and where where they're planning to take to take Arena. Yeah, because I am really looking forward to to seeing you know all, all the good things that can be done with it. Like there is a lot of potential with the game like i really feel like there is um i think if you if you look at like other esports i don't know it's magic's one of those things where it would be very hard to recreate the kind of events that you have in other esports with magic like i can't imagine people all gathering together in a stadium to watch people play magic arena Mm -hmm. like people do with like overwatch and stuff Mm mm-hmm I mean, one of my favorite things about about GPs or Magic Fests, I suppose they're going to become, is that I get to uh, go and trade for Magic cards. Yeah. And look at all the all the vendors' sweet collections and yeah. all the cool cards they have, and like pick up something from my commander deck or pick pick some kind of like nonsense foil I don't actually need. You know, like that's part of the draw of it. I mean, that's that's what's keeping me in the game currently. Yeah, definitely. Honestly, it's it's not the actual playing of the game. Yeah, I I think the. Just the collectible aspect of it is definitely my favourite thing about it, I think. Other than like mm-hmm. the actual, actual game itself, because I, I do love the game, I really do. Um, but it's the whole... The whole... Yeah, I guess the whole sort of package that goes with it as well, like the collectibleness, the... The kind of like, you know, the endless quest for the, the rare cards that you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you, you do definitely definitely lose that in the the digital world you're right yeah but you know we're just being doom and gloom again (laughs) (laughs) this is this is all that we like to do that's true that's true you know Mm -hmm. what is the opposite of doom and gloom though go on spoiler season hey it's a spoiler it's a it's spoilers for a set that you 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 were almost exclusively doom and gloom about so but yeah we have we have started getting uh ultimate master spoilers yes outside of the uh box toppers so uh, yeah we've got a whole Whole two days of uh, of previews uh, before the full set is spoiled, uh, mm-hmm. which can be on the twenty first. Uh, we've got some pretty interesting cards, I think, so far. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it is a bit, is a bit. Uh, I, suppose, I suppose poor planning or poor timing that uh, this podcast is going to air the day that we have the full spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we we can't actually talk about all of the cards. But yeah, every every card I've seen so far is sweet that we've got from today. Yeah, agreed. Um, yeah, we've got like some pretty cool reprints of like cards that we haven't either haven't had a reprint before or it's been quite a while since they've had a reprint or they've got like brand new art. Mm-hmm. We've got cards like like Phyrexian Altar. That's really cool. We've got like Phyrexian Tower, which I could have sworn was a reserveless card, but apparently mm-hmm. isn't. Yep. Uh we've got like Visions of Beyond, I think it's the first time this has had a reprint. Mm-hmm. And then cards like Gamble and like Glenelendra Archmage, which have like brand new art. Yep. Uh, not particularly art I like so either of them but it is no. really cool that we do get to see some some nice new art at least yeah definitely it's, it's, it's some cards that 
haven't been printed uh, like uh, the, the kind of cards that are expensive because they haven't had a reprint yeah so Frexen Tower like it's a powerful card um, like sees play a lot of play in Commander sees play in like a couple of legacy decks yeah um, really good with Veteran Explorer but yeah sure it's um, cards we haven't seen like their, their price tag is almost exclusively dictated by the fact that they, they haven't been printed in like a decade yeah um, and the same with Fraction Altar. Like like you're saying about Fraction Tower, I could have sworn Fraction Altar was like a reserveless card. Yeah. Because like, uh, there is there have been so many so many places they could have printed it. Yeah, definitely. Um, they've got sweet new art on that one as well. The, the art on Fraction Altar, I'm a big fan of. Yeah, same. Yeah, the um, art is very nice on that one. Yeah, I mean, it's just I guess sort of I, I guess one one of the worries with uh, with the set with the with the ridiculous price tag is that we already had the spoilers that I I would have thought like if the, the mythics and rares that we knew about from the box stoppers were the only valuable cards in the set. Yeah, I sort of would have been okay with the price. Still, we're not going to get back into this debate. <laughs> um, but the yeah, like that... the, the whole pricing, like, I yeah, like I I I think I don't know. I, I struggle to kind of get my point across with it. Like other than mm-hmm. like. You know, if you look at it from a purely statistical point, like yeah, it's it, it's it's fine. It's absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. Like as I've always said, every box is going to be five hundred dollar box, even though you pay you know three hundred and fifty dollars for it. Mm-hmm. The EV is great. It is really good. It's just that that fraction, that fraction more that it costs that it just doesn't need to. Sure, you know, it's like, just it, just because because I don't you know because I understand it doesn't mean that I have to have to agree with it. You know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if if you're the kind of person that was going to buy a box of uh, a, a normal Masters price, so say you're the kind of person that bought a box of um, Mono Masters three, yeah, you're probably the kind of person that can afford to buy this. You're not, you're, you're not the kind of person that's priced out because it's increased this much. Like, if you have money to buy a box of Mono Masters three, you probably have enough money to buy a bo- box of Ultimate Masters. Yeah, for sure. And I'm not, I'm not that person. Like, I've, I, I can't ever afford to buy a box of anything. Yeah. Um, and that's fine because you know that that isn't how I engage with the game. I don't buy boxes because I can't afford them. Um, but yeah, like I just think if if you, if you could afford to buy a box before, you can probably afford to buy this box. And yeah, I, I agree that it's it's more expensive. And that sucks. That is a bad thing inherently. But the uh, even the it seems like even the the sort of the deep cuts in the set are going to be valuable. Oh yeah, for sure. So I mean, I guess do you want to just run down the spoilers we've had? Yeah, I guess so. So far. So I'm going to go through them quickly, uh, and then we can sort of talk about specific ones and, and why they're such good reprints we've got. Uh, so I'm going, to, I'm going to start from like where we started today. Sure. So we had uh, Mara of Sands. Yeah. Uh, Fecundity. Yeah. With sweet new art from Therese Nielsen, who it's sweet to see her commissioned again, like for an actual set. Yeah, very nice art there. Uh, Vexing Devil. Yeah. Gamble. Yeah. With uh, more excellent art. <laughs> yeah, it, it definitely looks like some unused Ixalan art there um, I'm mm-hmm. not sure how I feel about this art I think it it's probably my least favourite of them so far for Gamble oh, it's really bad uh, the flavour text however is fantastic <laughs> uh, stuff and sundries and munitions in all caps yeah. <laughs> um, there we have Phyrexian Altar yep we have Squee Goblin the Bob yeah big fan not valuable but big fan yeah uh, Wall, of, Wall of Reverence for some reason yeah, it's, God knows uh, why it's interesting. Printing that. Yeah, God knows why they were printing that. Um, we have Glenlanger Archmage. Yeah. Uh, continuing the Eldrazi theme, we have Eldrazi Conscription. Yeah. I'm glad to see that Annihilator is just a mechanic in the set. Yeah, definitely. Excited to see um, 
Olamog's Crusher at common for limited. We'll see. We'll see. That seems gas. Uh, we have Fire Ice. Yeah. For the first time at common. Yeah, that's interesting. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. Uh, we have uh, Shiri, Shizo's caretaker. Yeah, that's pretty cool. It is pretty cool, but, you know, looks like we've got a sort of uh, Kamigawa theme going on. Yeah. Uh, we said Visions of Beyond, which we said. Uh, All is Dust. Yeah. Nice. That nice. definitely one. needed reprint. another reprint. Uh, Gurmag Angler. Yeah. And Treasure Cruise. Yeah. Definitely needed a reprint on those cards. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, the Angler did, but... I guess it's just, you know, De- Delve is a, is a mechanic in the set. Yeah, Delve is a mechanic in the set. And, like, just the foils for these cards are, like, decently priced. Like, Treasure Cruise is around $5. Gurmag Angler is, like, $12. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, even if you... It, it just adds a bit of EV to the packs. Like, it's fine. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm definitely excited for uh, Tomb Stalker reprint. Yeah. That's definitely going to happen, right? Uh, and logic we'll not would we'll be see. sweet. Um, yeah, those are my... I mean... You're sort of scraping the bottom of the barrel for like playable delve cards, so I think uh, Tomb Stalker and Logic Knot would be sweet because yeah. for a Logic Knot, so very expensive. Yeah, Logic Knot, I'm kind of expecting to be in the set. That'd be um, sweet. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I feel like there's, there's a few cards that they, that they could they could include. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we have uh, aforementioned Phyrexian Tower. Yeah. Wild Mongrel. Yeah. Big fan of Wild Mongrel. See. Uh, we have Reckless Worm. Nice. Which has madness, so madness is also a mechanic in the set. Yeah, is, is this had a downshift as well. I don't know actually. Reckless worm. Um, I can't remember. I'm look it up. I feel like it has had a had a downshift. A common. Um, it was previously an uncommon. Yeah, it was an uncommon in Planet Chaos. Ooh, sweet. Okay, so we can play that in Pauper as well. Yeah, that's interesting. I think I think that might actually be playable. Yeah. Uh, three mana, four for the trample. Sweet. Uh, we have Faith is Looting. Yep, always great to, to have. To combo with your Madness cards and your Delve, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, Ruined Halo. Nice. Really wish they'd put new art on this, because this art is, I hate this art yeah. so much. It's horrible. And finally, we have Rune Snag. Yeah. Which is cool. I uh, assume, they therefore, we'll have um, Accumulated Knowledge. Um, what's the red one? The, the cards that count, uh, cards yeah, are yeah, the yeah. same name. I assume we'll have those. That's pretty sweet. So, this selection of cards, this seems very uh, sort of, I don't know, commander orientated, kinda. It, yeah, it just it just feels like a cube. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like this looks like, like a cube pack. Yeah. <laughs> um, like it, it. I mean, I think the the kind of point, or at least like the point of like the more recent. Master sets were kind of meant to be these, like almost kind of curated cube style experiences, mm-hmm. which I think they completely failed to deliver on. Yeah, uh, but I, I think with with this, like from what we've seen so far, it seems to be that thing that everybody's wanted. Like, yes, we'll stuff it with value, and yes, we'll we'll make it a a you know pretty enjoyable cube set. Mm-hmm. So I mean, some of these reprints have been have been necessary. Yeah, definitely. Like, Phyrexian Alter, obviously, like, um, I own a copy, but it, it's just kind of, it's the card I've never owned multiples of, despite yeah. the fact that it, sh- it should probably go in every commander deck. Yeah. Um, it, it was just absurdly expensive, so hopefully this will this will crush the price of it, which is which is really sweet. Yeah. That I card has needed a, print, a reprint for a while. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, like, Phyrexian Tower, I like, mm. genuinely thought it was on the reserve list. 
Yeah, I never I thought like we'd three see that. or five of that cycle are. It turns out I thought it was four or five. Oh really? Yeah. Sweet. Because I never knew Shaven Gorge wasn't because that's like unplayable in like absolutely anything. <laughs> Correct. But given yeah, the universe Towers like Tolarian Academy, Gaia's Cradle, and Terra Sanctum. I yes, assumed Frexin Tower was on there as well. Because it's powerful. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, sweet new art on that as well. Yeah, it is really nice art. Really nice. Um, it's it's cool to see. I mean, I mean, we've got Squee. Yeah. That seems like a sort of just a nice inclusion. Because um, I mean, we've got we've got madness in yeah. the set um, and stuff like Wild Mongrel. Yeah. So that's interesting to like see see the mechanics that they're they're playing with, but it, I, th- I guess it's just it seems like it's just there for a f- sort of flavour. Yeah, I think so. Because this is this is still part of a celebration for twenty five years of magic, right? Yeah, this is sort of, yeah. They, they said this was like the last sort of hurrah, I guess. Yeah, this is the so last cool hurrah for, for the celebration, and also you know the the last of the master sets as mm-hmm. as they exist, I guess. Really, going to feel real bad to open a squee though. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <clears throat> I mean, but, um, it'll be fine picking one up in like you know pick four in your draft or something. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, no one's ever going to actually take that. Yeah. Um, Rune Halo. That I mean that that card's been um, moderately to very playable in modern for a while. Yeah, definitely. So that that's needed a reprint because that that was getting really really expensive at a certain uh, at a certain point. Um, so that's really sweet, but it's. And and of course all is dust. Yeah, thank God, my card was getting heinously expensive. Yeah, ridiculously expensive. Like, I remember, the last reprint was uh, in Modern Masters twenty fifteen. Mm-hmm. I feel like it, it wasn't even. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like it wasn't even that expensive before it was reprinted there. No, it was always a card that I never thought was expensive. Yeah, and it, it got reprinted there, and it completely bottomed out the price, and then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the past the past few months, it's really gotten back up there. Yeah, definitely. Um, so it's really cool to see that there. Um, I, I guess I want to talk about I want to talk about fire ice. Sure. What this this seems dangerous. Yeah, I I agree. Blue red delver in pauper. I mean, I I'm not I'm not claiming to be an expert on pauper. Sure. But blue red delver has been one of the best decks in pauper for quite some time oh yeah for sure and giving access to fire ice that's what why why yeah I, I i don't i don't know that's that's my worry as well like again like i don't really play a lot of pauper these days like i, I have I, I do enjoy the format and have have played it a fair bit but i don't really play that much anymore but it definitely seems that like is it delver was fine mm-hmm. like it was a fairly powerful deck anyway so i think like unless they're planning to ban something maybe like maybe fire ice might just be too good it's just too good yeah it just seems like at the very least it's just not to include in the sideboard right i think it's just not including the main deck the cost just not yeah um, two damage kills like very very like a lot of things in the format that's true um, opposing delvers etc yeah. I mean you can't kill like Golang Anglers I guess but um, I mean you can split it up as well like to really 
get uh, under elves and stuff. Yeah. And like the tap type permanent draw guard is obviously really good. I, mean, I don't need to explain why fire ice is good. No. <laughs> it, I guess I'm just saying it's it's also good in the context of pauper specifically. Yeah. And will definitely be viable. Um, I just don't it's... know what you would cut from the main deck because like, like Scred's probably still just better. Uh, yeah, yeah, like, I guess. Yeah, I guess maybe you go down like two preordain two preordains and play two fire ice main board. I think so, probably. I don't know. I, I don't play Is it Delvo and probably never will, so Yeah, that's probably correct. Yeah. <laughs> um it is it is cool to notice the uh, the art on on Fire Ice though. Yeah. Uh, Fire appears to be is that Ral? Uh it looks like Ral. Perhaps. I mean it's definitely it's definitely an is it person. Yeah. Um and they have silvery hair. Looks like Ral. Maybe Maybe it is. Maybe it's not. Um, we'll see. Anyway, sweet, yeah. sweet, sweet art. <laughs> it, yeah, no, it, it is. Yeah, I, I think that's one of my yeah one of the nicer of the new arts. I think. Yeah, definitely. Um, Isn't actually new, is it? Because it was in was that art in the Is It versus Golgari dual deck? Uh, I don't know actually. Um, I, I mean, you can't beat the original Fire Ice. Oh yeah, the no. original Fire Ice is like objectively the best. I oh, know it was. Yeah, you are correct. Sweet. That was from the from the the, uh, the dual deck. deck. Cool. So Which makes... no you are on that one, sadly. Well, sweet. Okay, just ignore everything I said then. <laughs> um, yes, that's 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 certainly interesting. Um, yeah. Really looking forward to it, really looking forward to playing that kind of deck in in limited. Yeah. I mean, if this I... is a card there, like there's gonna be a sweet deck there. Yeah, yeah, because we haven't like obviously we've seen a little bit of what Blue's gonna do with like you know Treasure Cruise and I guess Glenlandra and Visions of Beyond, but. Mm-hmm. Is it is it just going to be some? I, mean, I guess we've we've got Rune Snack now, so I, I assume it's just going to be some kind of like draw go counter burn thing. Hopefully, that sounds sweet. Yeah. Um, also, are we? Do you think we're going to get more split cards? Uh, I really don't know. And what would they be? Hmm. I can't uh, think of like. No. Yeah, I really I don't know. I feel like it, if the if they did, would they downshift them to common as well? Like, stick a whole cycle in for Pauper? Dead gone? Ooh. Mm, yeah, that would be cool. Dead gone at common would be sweet. Yeah. Um, well, that's really interesting. I think it, it's shaping it to be a sweet set. So we know that the, the mechanics for the set are Flashback. Yep. Madness. Yep. Delve. Yep. And Annihilator, I guess. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> you have all the Eldrazi Titans and Eldrazi Conscription. Yeah. So we'll have, uh, yeah, like all Ulamog's Crusher, um, you know, some some other small small time Aldrazi, yeah, which would be sweet. Um, be interesting to see how they sort of do that because what they did with uh, Modern Masters two, yeah, when where the Aldrazi Titans were like uh, making Aldrazi signs sort of part of it to ramp up to them to make them playable and limited rather yeah. than just sort of printing them to make them unplayable. Um, so we'll see. We'll have to see how how the rest of the the commons and uncommons. Uh, shake out, but this seems sweet so far. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I was f- forgetting the other the other important mechanics as well. We've got splice onto arcane. Oh yeah, uh, we have dredge, and we also have sunburst. Oh, do we have sunburst? I forgot about that. One. <laughs> oh my god! I'm sure they'll they'll show up plenty times, and not just on the on the cards that desperately needed reprints. Oh my god, this is ridiculous. <laughs> uh, yeah, I th- yeah, yeah. Dredge, dredge on life from the loam. Yeah. Oh man, so it's just a like sort of graveyard centric set, right? Oh yeah, definitely. It seems to be that way. <laughs> and then just randomly, uh, like, oh, 
I really like. I really want to know what R and D thought. It's like, okay, guys, we need, really need to reprint through the breach, yeah. and uh, and Goryeo's Vengeance. Yeah. We really need to reprint these cards because they're really expensive. Uh, so <laughs> how how do, how do we shove Arcane into this? <laughs> Uh, are we going to have some like really bad arcane cards? No, I, I I reckon I reckon they're the only two spice on arcane spells and you could probably have spells um, in the set. Uh, you could probably have ritual. Maybe, yeah. Spice, you, mm. but I I don't know. I, I yeah I, I don't I don't think you need to. I think the just the reprint equity and those cards alone kind of justify sticking them in in any set. To be honest. Um, mm. Yeah, like again, look look at Modern Masters twenty fifteen where you had like um, Daybreak Coronet and there was only like one other enchantment in the set or something stupid like that. Uh, yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah, so like, yeah, I don't think you need necessarily have many arcane spells in there. Sure, okay, but sure, um... surely, surely they can't print many other dredge spells in the set, right? Grave Troll, Grave Troll. <laughs> oh, dude, I definitely want to draft the the, the Dredge Delve deck that they're yeah. going to put to limit it. That would be amazing. <laughs> Just get to cast Treasure Cruises like by draining your Grave Troll. Ooh. <laughs> that sounds very good. Yeah. And you got War Mongrel. Oh god. Okay, I'm really excited to see how this shakes out. It's better not be disappointing. I I think it's going to be great. I genuinely do think this is is going to be like the definitive, you know, I guess the ultimate master set, really, in a way. Good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you had a uh, look at the, the number crunch for it. Oh no. Yeah, oh, so if you go to Scryfall, they they've got a got a full number crunch for the set. Uh mm-hmm. Skyfall Scryfall have just done it absolutely fantastically. Like they've got a list of all the confirmed cards and then in between those cards, uh they've got like the cards that it could be. everything's it just looks really nice. Like I I I've you don't really see anybody do spoilers as good as Scryfall have done for this this sort of crunch for the masters. Mm-hmm. We, we, we've got like there's one card in between all this dust and Eldrazi subscription, so we know that has to be either like, you know, Conduit of Ruin, Desolation Twin, uh, like Deceiver of Form, uh, Artisan of Kozilek, Bane of Balagad, Blight Herder, or Deathless Behemoth. It'll probably be Artisan, won't it? I would assume it's going to be Artisan and like an Uncommon, just to fit into that Annihilator mechanic as well. Yeah, that'd be sweet. Do we have any other colourless cards that uh, would fit into, like, that would be up there? Uh, no, just just the ones that I've read out there, so it would, would have to be one of those cards. Is there room for another colourless Planeswalker? Uh, there is no room for another colourless Planeswalker. Uh, no, we can reprint. As far as I'm aware, no, yeah, no, Ugin would have been between Kozilek and Ulamog. But there is no card in between Kozilek and Ulamog, so it's been crunched out, sadly. Boo. That's disappointing. Yeah, plus, like, you would have to be a mythic, and we already know all the mythics in the set. Yeah, that's true. No, I put them at rare, be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely open Ugin's at rare. Yeah, sure. Sweet. I mean, yeah, I, this, this set's going to be sweet. Yeah, I, I think so. Like, I mean, obviously, by the time this podcast comes out, like the full spoiler will be out, so it kind of feels a little bit pointless making predictions. But like other cards, I think might be in there. Uh, we might see uh, Thespian Stage is a big one. I think is probably going to be in there. Mm-hmm. Obviously, because you've got Dark Depths in there, so sticking Thespian Stage in at rare, or maybe even uncommon. Mm-hmm. Uh, like maybe that leaves room for Vampire Hex Mage as well. 
That'd be sweet. I mean, I guess no. It's it's great, it's great making predictions because then uh, on Wednesday when I post this to Facebook, <laughs> we get to act really smug when we go everything right, <laughs> or um, just you know not mention it when we get everything wrong. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, yeah, so I'm I'm really excited. That any really cards you you might predict might be in the set. Um, it's cards I want to be in the set. I'm not I'm not sure of the cards I I would predict. Yeah. Um, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not particularly sure. So, like, I think um, Team Stalker and Logic Nut yeah. would be sort of obvious inclusions. Um, but there's no, there's nothing I can really. Oh, so, sorry. Just to mention another mechanic, persist. Yes. Yeah. That's another mechanic in the set. Yeah. Dude, <laughs> so so many, so many mechanics, so many keywords, so little time. Um, no, I can't. I can't really. There's not really it's not really easy to say what kind of big cards will be reprinted. Yeah, for sure. Um I mean there's more cards here, there's more big name cards here than I thought there would be in the set, yeah. for sure. Um So well we'll just have to see have to see what comes out. Yeah, definitely. Like a, a a lot of the cards that they could have printed at Mythic, they they have printed at rare as well. So stuff like stuff like Phyrexian Tower and Phyrexian Altar could easily have been at Mythic. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Ancient Tomb could have been Mythic as well. Yeah, Noble High Rock could have been Mythic. mythic. I'm very what? still very surprised that that one wasn't wasn't. Why the hell? But Platinum Imperium is Mythic. The yeah, hell? I guess uh, for limited reasons, probably. Mm-hmm. Temple Manipulation Mythic as well. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's just going to feel. Like, I mean, yeah, you're not going to open two Platinum Imperiums in a draft, but you know, if 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 that had happened at rare like that. Yeah, I don't know. Reanimate, Maybe Reanimate there's going to be some rare. like sick combos. I mean, it might be. Yeah, I mean, you got reanimate at rare. Yeah, tomb at rare. Hmm. Interesting. I really want to know how they choose these rarities for these cards. Yeah. Ooh, I really want um, Triskelion. Ooh, yeah, Triskelion. Triskelion. Would be cool. Because we've got Machaeus the Unhallowed. Yeah. Let's get those infinite combos in. <laughs> uh, and then you could print uh, Malira. Yeah. And then you print Viscerous here. <laughs> <laughs> I think Viscerous might actually be a fair shout, but it's not exactly exciting. Yeah, it could be a fair shout, actually. Let's have a look at like the other. Basically, there's. there's looks like there's going to be three artifact slots in between Platinum Imperion and Ancient Tomb. So they're going to be rare? So they. I mean, they don't have to be rare, but they, they could be rare. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I think it would be really cool to see some some interesting cards there. Like, I don't know. Like, would Worm Coil Engine at rare be a thing? Like, is that possible, or would that just have to be mythic? I think I think it would probably have to be mythic. Yeah. Um, Aetherval again, I guess, but they've reprinted that very recently. Yeah. Sonic Masters. Uh, Skull Clamp. Yeah, maybe. Skull Clamp. Maybe. Um, GTA. Yeah, Jute could be a good shout. Like, again, I feel like that would have to be mythic for limited reasons. Um, yeah, that would. I think that would just have to be not be in the set yeah. for limited reasons. If we're being, if we're being honest, because uh, that card would be. But yeah, you probably can't put that at rare because yeah. you don't want to. Like the potential of two of those in the pool would just be obnoxious. There are some some really good cards that could be printed sort of in that slot. That uh, I don't because it, it is you know a set that will be drafted. I'm not sure whether or not they would include it. So, like mm-hmm. cards such as like Trinosphere, I feel like that needs a reprint. But mm-hmm. that would—it's you know, not really going to be a fun card to play against. 
Yeah, that's you that's very like true. Spear of Resistance or Thorn of Amethyst, like they're both cards that could do a nice reprint. Um, I don't know. Maybe it could be something like Solemn Solacrum, Simulacrum. Oh yeah, that that's true. But then again, they they've reprinted. They've reprinted that into the dirt, really. Yeah, true. With uh, commander sets and stuff. But it could always do with another one, and I suppose that'd be a sweet card. I'm just trying to think of any equipment specifically, but there's not really much, is there? Yeah, other than like the swords. But I feel like if they're going to put a sword in, they probably have to put a couple in. Yeah, and um, they'd probably have to be mythic. Yeah. Again, for limited reasons. Here's one. <laughs> Thrumming stone. Ugh. Oh, and they could print relentless rats. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Maybe this is just the combo set. Print relentless rats. Uh, Shadowborn apostle as well. Yeah, maybe this is just the combo set, and that's what they're doing. Yeah. I think Shadowborn Postal might actually be a decent shout, to be honest, that, because that, that would be card hasn't been for ages. But then you'd have to print some kind of demon. Yeah. Um, and there aren't there aren't any demons at Mythic? No, there aren't. No, there aren't any demons at Mythic in the set, no. So what, I mean, we're getting sparse on rares, I suppose. Yeah, I guess they could print, like, Runescard Demon. Sure. Maybe. Shadowborn Demon. Yeah. I mean, yeah, look, it seems... I don't know. We'll have to see. I'm I'm very excited to see what we get. Yeah, same. Um, and I'm very excited for people to tell us how smart we are <laughs> when, when the episode comes out and we're completely right and all of these cards are in there. Yeah. Uh, GTA. Infinite combos for days. Yeah, and GTA's in there at Uncommon and uh, Shadowborn Apostles in there. Yeah. Um, Foil Black Lotus. Yeah, what about this? I'm really surprised by that one. That was a real <laughs> shock, but you know, it needed a reprint. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and who wants to pay foils? So it probably won't be worth anything. So what would you so, feel about a, like about a strip mine reprint? Ooh, a strip mine. Uh, that card needs to be reprinted. Yeah. Is that are there slots for rares? For, uh, for land, sorry. Yeah, for land? strip mine hasn't been crunched out yet. Sick, right? Strip, strip mine will be sweet because that card's getting really expensive, yeah. and I need to pick up at least f- five more <laughs> <laughs> for commander decks. Like I have my I have my one nice one for old school yeah um and I need I need several other for my uh, several others for my commander decks that's uh that's sweet yeah I think strip mine would be good yeah um because that card's like it's like forty dollars now isn't it that's uh, well it, it depends it's... depends what you get like uh I mean the fourth edition ones are like aren't that expensive like twenty twenty dollars ish oh, okay. I can still do it a reprint though. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, like yeah, anthologies around like twenty five dollars as well. Mm. But it's obviously, yeah, once you get the antiquities, and you're like ninety dollars, hundred and fifty dollars. Through you, know, they're getting quite expensive. Damn old school. Yeah. It's a silly format for silly people. It's a, a, a great format that is for silly people. Just <laughs> has a high, high, high barrier to entry, unfortunately. Absolutely. Um, oh my god sorry I've just seen a spoiler as we're recording yeah would you like to know what it is yes back to basics Ooh, is, is it real uh, it looks to be where is it at uh, I don't know I've just been I've just found it in discord I mean holy crap oh dude that's so good because it hasn't been crunched out yet I would have... well this is going to make editing a nightmare <laughs> my apologies the joys of podcasting yeah <laughs> just, as, we're, as we're recording live just hitting hitting that refresh trying to keep up to date uh, yeah literally hot. I mean it'll be very old news now like now you're listening to this 
mm-hmm. they're hot off the press. Dude, this card needs to be reprinted for so long. Yeah, it's a, a really, really excited about this one. Um, waiting to get some, waiting to get some of those myself, but kind of holding off because I thought, well, it's a card that hasn't been reprinted. It's you know bound to be reprinted soon. I mm-hmm. didn't quite expect it to be in this set. Yep. I thought if if it was going to happen, maybe it'll be in like a commander product next year or something. You know, you know something where they'll they'll just slip it in. Yeah. But uh, wow, yeah, I'm pretty excited about this one now. Yeah, this is really sweet. Um, yeah. This is needed reprint for ages. Yeah. It's seeing a lot of playing legacy currently. Yeah. Um, I didn't think they were like I didn't think they were actually going to do it. It seems it seems ridiculous. The value in this set just keeps going up and up. Um, yeah, I feel I'm, I'm like really... this is kind of what what master sets should have been all along. Really, mm-hmm. I think just a, a series of haymaker reprints. Yeah, yeah. One after uh, the, like they have so many. Like I know it might not have necessarily been the case like back when they started modern masters and modern masters two, but like now especially like there are so many cards that they could reprint mm-hmm. that far exceed the MSRP of a booster pack that yeah. they could just you know the past two sets they could they just could have stuffed them with this 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 level of reprint yeah we'll have to see like what this does to the prices yeah because um, we haven't seen this many reprints got like, crammed into a set before so um, yeah like honestly I'm not expecting much to happen like they'll they'll probably like take a good hit initially Mm-hmm. But I, I know, I, because of the the fast rising prices of modern, I know a lot of players that would be interested that have been priced out. And I think like once those once the cards start to drop to a price, those players are comfortable with buying into. Then they'll they'll rapidly increase again. Absolutely. Um, I do want to make the point. I'm really glad they kept the original flavor text on Back to Basics. Yeah. A ruler wears a crown while the rest of us wear hats. But which would you rather have when it's raining? <laughs> um, sweet. Okay, that was that was great. Yeah, that was a nice little thing to to see while we were. Yeah, definitely. While, while we're card, recording. Wow. Well, we can take that one. That one at the number crunch because that's in there. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Sweet. We'll have to see what happens. I guarantee we'll, once we stop recording, like seven other sweet cards will be all yeah, be spoiled, likely, and we will just look really stupid. But, that's um, how these things happen. Yeah, I can't stay up much later. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I, I do think the, the the vast reprints are fantastic. Like they really are. Like the, it, it's going to be fantastic for for your average player because it will, you know, at least initially bring those card prices right down again. Mm-hmm. And there are still plenty of cards that they haven't put in this set. I mean, at least at this point, we we don't think are in the set that they, you know, when they do decide to bring a reprint product back that they they can put in or they can reprint in core sets and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, cards, cards like, like obviously Mox Opal hasn't had a reprint for a while now. Uh, cards like Dark Confident could do even have a reprint. Like Grim yeah, I'm really surprised that wasn't him. Yeah, Grim Tutors never had a reprint, and that's like ridiculously expensive. I mean, if it got reprinted at rare in the set, it would be about five dollars. Uh, I mean, probably a bit more than five dollars, but yeah, you, you're not far off. Yeah, I mean the card isn't very good. It's just because of scarcity, right? But it's literally because yeah, yeah, of scarcity. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, it only sees play in like competitive EDH decks because you want as many demonitors as possible. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, like it, it was seeing a little bit of play in I'd not assume tendrils as well in Legacy. That makes sense. That makes sense because yeah. you can't play the good ones. <laughs> Sweet. Okay, so 
I think we've we've uh, we've talked a lot about Ultimate Masters. Uh, Ultimate Masters. Do you have any anything else to say before we move on? Uh, nothing I haven't already said about wishing mm-hmm. it would just be a little bit cheaper. But they have back to basics now, Joe. You can't. <laughs> I think this like immediately just hashes your entire your entire argument. No, like I know, like I I do I do fully fully understand it. Like I really do. I just <laughs> it's the MSRP is just 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 a little bit more than I feel like it should be. But I mean, nobody's paying MSRP for the boxes anyway. Like they're all below MSRP on eBay. They're all below MSRP, like <sighs> most stores. And mm-hmm. like one thing I did did find very interesting was that this is the first time Mass Drop are shipping outside of the US. On sealed masters, on sealed magic product. Oh, really? So you can go, you can go and buy uh, Ultimate Masters booster box from Mass Drop for it works out to be about two hundred and twenty pounds posted. That's pretty decent. Yeah, and that's, that's still available now. Place. So I, I think like they probably have pl- printed this set into oblivion. Sweet, good. But yeah, I just thought it was interesting that they're allowed to sell sealed magic product globally. Which is something that you're not usually allowed to do. Well, we'll see how all of the. I mean, there's, there's a lot of factors playing in here that like aren't like a normal magic set or, yeah. or like a normal supplementary product set. So we'll have to see how this affects this affects magic. Maybe this is just their sort of last stitch because it's their their last masters for the foreseeable future. Maybe they're just sort of like, oh, let, let's see what happens and let's just let things go crazy. Yeah, for sure. And do all these things we never do before. Cram it full of reprints. Do all these things we we never do and see what happens. Yeah. And I, for one, am very excited. Yeah, me too. I am very excited to, to, to play with the cards. Sweet. Cool, so that's Ultimate Masters covered for this week. Was there anything else you wanted to to get into? I think, yeah, it's just something that's been I've been thinking about for a while. Like, sure. I'm not... I'm really sort of burnt out with magic at the moment. Yeah, yeah. It's something we, we have... We've, we've mentioned once or twice before. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm just sort of not... I'm, the, my desire to play is like at an all-time low, yeah. Um, and that's the first time I've sort of felt that in the five or so years I've been playing. Sure, because it's just, it's sort of been like the one thing I care most about. Yeah, not most about you know <laughs> family, etc. <laughs> um, but you know my, my my predominant interest for for the last five years, and I'm really starting to find that wane at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think a lot of it is just it's it's the way I approach the game. Um. And the fact that I, I mean, I am in, inherently a casual player, right? Sure. Like my my favorite formats are cube and EDH, um, and I very I very much like fill the the casual player role. But I, I treat the game very competitively, and the, the the way the way that I play the game is very casual. The way that I approach the game, yeah, is is that of a competitive player. Like I'm very like. I'm not currently playing a lot of standard, but yeah. I have a very deep interest in the standard meta game. Yeah, for sure. You come in it with that very sort of you know nuts and bolts spike mentality. Mm-hmm, that's the thing. I find I find the 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 way I play the game, the way I pro- like where I approach the game uh, from a sort of a theory point of view is really becoming difficult to maintain. Yeah. Because I can't just sit down and enjoy a casual game of Magic because I think I think through through a sort of spike lens. Sure. I suppose, and I can't. Um, uh, but then I, I also have no drive to play competitively that much. Yeah. Like I'll play a GP main event if it's, if it's a format I'm interested in. Um, I'll play um, PPTQs or whatever they evolve into um, if if they come around, and I'll I'll play like events. But yeah. I just I have no no drive to make my the playing of Magic 
match how I interact with magic, and that's it's a very a very strange place to be. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I mean, the, the format I most have access to is modern. Yeah, is that you know the format that fires at FNM every week. <coughs> Excuse me. And as I as I've said multiple times on the show, like I <clears throat> don't like modern currently, yeah. and I think that, that's part of it. It, it was my favorite format for so long. <clears throat> because I was able to, it was financially viable to actually own multiple decks and, and own a lot of cards, so I could sort of toy around and play with what I wanted. But that that isn't possible in the current meta game. Yeah. Um. And you know, as as someone who enjoys playing casually and like I just enjoy playing Magic for Magic's sake, I should just be able to just put together whatever and not care. Yeah, for sure. But the way modern happens, I can put together um, a deck that I enjoy playing and get <clears throat> run over by all these combo and aggro decks, or play against Tron and just not have any fun. Yeah, I think it's a real problem. I like I, I consume a lot of content. I listen to like a lot of other magic podcasts. I read a lot of articles, and they're all from like professional players and like um, pro tour grinders or uh, people on the Star City Games tour, like yeah. uh, grinders of, uh, in, in that way. And obviously, my life isn't like that because I have a full time job. I have bills to pay. I have you know a flat to keep. I have relationships to maintain. Uh, I have other things to do, and I can't go and like grind GPs or grind, grind tournaments and stuff yeah for sure um, I mean these are choices I've made like, I, I could have I could, I could have said no screw it I'm just going to you know live in a horrible flat somewhere and, and, and you know not, not maintain these relationships and just try and grind magic tournaments yeah but you know I want to have a flat and a full time job and stuff like that so it's it's finding the place that I fit in magic and it's, it's really starting to sort of get me down I guess with the game yeah yeah I, I feel that and I'm I'm am finding finding it difficult to find reasons to uh, to get excited. I mean I mean to be honest, spoiler season does help. Yeah. <laughs> like honestly, see, seeing that back to basics was uh, <laughs> a, very, a very exciting a very exciting moment. But it's yeah. it's why I'm sort of drawn more to like I, I know I've mentioned it every episode for the last like four episodes, but like like playing RuneScape. So it's why I've been drawn to that because I can just play it. Um. I can just play it and there's no consequences. Like, I can take it seriously or I can not take it seriously. Yeah. And I don't have to have any investment in that, really. Like, I don't really have to spend any money on that or anything like that. And that's been taking up all my time because it's, it's, I get a sense of achievement immediately. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's like I, I um, can decide to train a certain thing and gain levels. Like, I can't, I don't have any immediate satisfaction through magic. Yeah, for sure. So maybe once a week at FNM, I'll get a satisfaction of like going 4 0 and get four boost packs. And for the amount of work I've, I, I feel like I put into magic. You know, I'm not I'm not like the top of the game. There are people that listen to this podcast who are probably better at magic than I am. Yeah. But the amount of time and effort I put into the game and um, the amount of money I've spent on cards, the amount of, you know, trades I've done and everything like that, it, it doesn't, I'm not seeing any sort of results from that. And that is because I don't miss tournaments, but it's just it, that combination of things. It's sort of like a whole sort of bad storm of, of things that have come together. Like I'm really starting to feel... Um, like far less enamoured with the game than I was. Yeah, for sure. Um, and yeah, it's just it, it's it's just it's. I'm hoping that when it comes around to GP Liverpool, that will that will sort of reignite my my fire for the game. I suppose. Yeah, I, I think it will definitely. I think you, I think your environment plays a lot, sort of into that. And I think if you are just like, if you're just going to modern playing modern just you know kind of just for the sake of it whatever or you're you're just doing it because 
Because, yeah, because, like, that, that's what you do. Like, you'll go and play modern, and you're just kind of going through the motions of it rather than, like, enjoying it. I think, mm-hmm. I think that's what will, that's where the sort of the damage comes, really. Um, yeah, I, I think so. I think something like, a, you know, exciting product release or something like GP Liverpool really will hopefully sort of invigorate that, reinvigorate you, that in, for you. Yeah, I'm hoping so. Like, like I said, like I'm just going to FNM just to hang out with people. Yeah. Um, playing Magic is an excuse to be there. Sure. Um, and I much more enjoy like hanging out with people afterwards than I do actually like, playing the event. Yeah. Um, which is it's kind of a shame, but yeah, I just it's just something I've noticed by myself. So hopefully, like, I'll uh, be back on form soon and be obsessed with it and really annoy my partner by just reading uh, Magic Particles <laughs> in bed until like two in the morning. No, it's I just it, it's it's like I don't think I've feel it I used to at the moment like I certainly don't feel it as much as much as you but I, I definitely have in sort of recent months felt like yeah just like I don't know like I don't know if like fed up is like the correct word to use but mm-hmm, yeah yeah just this feeling where like I guess burnout burnout is probably the, the best term to use yeah where you just feel like um like yeah you for like whatever reason you're just not getting the the fulfillment out of the game that you were getting before yeah I think I was going I was getting a lot more fulfillment before I knew what best of magic was yeah you know what I mean I was getting a lot, I was getting a lot more enjoyment and engaging with it a lot more when I was just playing with cards open from booster packs and just playing on a kitchen table sure whereas now that I you know I own a lot of expensive magic cards and I have a legacy deck and, and stuff like this like it seems less fulfilling yeah I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. I'll, I guess I'll, I'll keep reporting back, and maybe, maybe you know, in a couple of days' time, I'll be like, "Oh, Magic's still the greatest game." I mean, it is still the greatest game ever. It's just I, I don't enjoy it as much as I used to. Maybe you need to build a new deck in a, a format. Like, pick a format and just pick a deck. Pick something you've never played before, and, and yeah, I think that dies. I think that honestly is symptomatic of because I just play green white. Yeah. Like I can't remember the last time I, I outside of standard. Like that I have I've played an event where I haven't, you know, registered for Noble Hierarchs. Yeah. But that's the thing, like I don't have money to buy a new deck, like a totally new deck. I'd yeah. have to sell my Noble Hierarchs and there's no way I'm doing that. If I, I mean, sell out of magic, you'd I'm not selling have done my that, Noble uh, about a month ago, really, to be honest. Oh I've never no, my my um original printing Japanese Noble Hierarchs. Yeah. They're my favorite they could reprint that card into the ground, it could be worth ten dollars, I'm never getting rid of them. Yeah, that's, that's fair enough. If I if I sell out of the game, I'm not getting rid of my whatever Horrocks. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, like that's that's another problem as well. Like in terms of because there's a lot of decks I want to build. Yeah. Um. Like I I actually really enjoy Death Shadow in Legacy. Yeah. But I just can't afford to build it. Um. I think that's part of the problem. Maybe I, I think what I'm considering doing is is massively downsizing my collection. Yeah. And I I'm fortunate enough to know people that I can borrow cards off. And I think playing playing some different Magic would would. Sort of reinvigorate, reinvigorate, reinvigorate me, I suppose. Yeah, and get, I, I think it will do. Play different decks. Um, okay, like I, I've got Legacy Death Shadow, so if you want to borrow it during the GP, by all means, oops, sweet, totally, totally can. That'd be awesome. Thank you. Yeah, maybe I'll just because uh, we've got we've got a Legacy FNM coming up soon, so um, maybe I'll see if I can borrow something completely different yeah. and give it a go and see how I feel. I'll, I'll report back, but yeah, just just a bit down on Magic at the moment, I suppose. Yeah, it's it's understandable. I think these these things happen from time to time, and yeah, I'd love to do like an episode where we sort of go into burnout properly. But I really don't feel qualified enough to talk to talk on the subject. 
Um, that's the thing. That's the thing. Like burnout feels apt, but it doesn't feel like we're qualified to say it because we don't grind tournaments. <laughs> no, I mean not necessarily in that. Like I feel like you don't you don't have to like have to be a tournament grinder to feel like you know to yeah to, to feel kind of like down on something. But mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think in the way that like I don't really know. Yeah, I don't really feel like like. I can speak as a figure on of, uh, of authority on like how to deal with burnout. Oh yeah, yeah. So I think like if, if it is something that anybody is sort of feeling themselves or like curious to to kind of learn more about like you know the effects of burnout or like what you could do to sort of sort of stop that or maybe you know freshen things up a bit. Like I totally recommend checking out the uh, Head Games podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, but by um kind of like a like a co-podcast of um of the, the game podcast yep it kind of figures kind of mostly just on the the mental side of of competitive gaming in general yeah definitely i'm definitely feeling that there's definitely a link like i find um so i guess i guess just the other aspects of my mental health like definitely being tied to to magic in general so yeah for sure I think it's definitely something important to think about because I think people like sort of neglect that part yeah. of uh, of things when they're just playing, doing the thing they enjoy. Yeah, I think so. So yeah, I think that's something I just wanted to brief, briefly talk about, and hopefully that'll uh, improve with 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 time. Yeah, I think so. Like, I think like you know, wait till the GP. We're gonna have a load of fun. Yeah, definitely. We're gonna like make some sweet trades with some sweet cards. Mm-hmm. We're gonna crack some awesome. Uh, Ultimate Masters packs, mm-hmm. win some Ultimate Masters box toppers from the prize walls. It's going to be sweet. <laughs> it's going to be great. Um, yeah, very, definitely. very excited for it. Yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely excited to, for that. It's just, I think it's just my sort of everyday magic engagement. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, well, um, after Jupiter Liverpool, will definitely, definitely help out. I'm very, very excited. Sweet. So it's pretty much all we have time for this week. If you want to get in touch, um, let us know your thoughts. Do you think uh, Masters is amazing? Uh, how do you sort of cope with magic burnout? Is that something you feel? Get in touch. You can hit us up on Twitter. We are at HRFDCast or Facebook.com slash HRFDCast. Or you can find us on our personal social media. I am at PeachGardenOf on Twitter. That is Oaf with an F. Uh, or on Facebook, I'm just Joe Loudon. You'll find me in pretty much any magic group I'm in there. Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Snail69. Nice. Thank you. Please, uh, for the love of God, talk to me about RuneScape. I need to talk to someone about it. <laughs> that is all I'm going to say. <laughs> Sweet. Awesome. So, once again, we are approaching the second hour. The Godfarer has returned. So, we'll see you again next week on Hour of Devastation. You got it right. <laughs> <laughs>